Hello there. Um, we very definitely enjoy being together. And if you had only been privy to the conversations that we were having, we really had to pull ourselves together here. We were talking about how um, men and women are created very differently and how boys are a whole different breed from women, really. Um, but that kind of leads into the fact that like Noah was a whole different breed from the people that were out um in his world, the people that he was interacting with, the people that he was preaching to, even the people who were his neighbors, right? He's this whole different breed of person that God has really looked at and said, you are my people. You are the man. So, and not in like that flippant, like you're the man, but like you are the man. And there is a lot of responsibility for him. Um, So we're actually going to dive into some scripture and it's going to be a lot today. It's a it's a kind of a long passage, but there is so much that is so important in here that we're going to lean into it and just hear it all. So if you're reading along, get your reading glasses out because it's <laughs> yep. going to be a little bit longer than usual, but it's great. So and speaking of breeding and different breeds, <laughs> um, the Lord says in Genesis 6, 17 through 7, 6, I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens, every creature that has breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish, but I will establish my covenant with you and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your son's wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. The Lord then said to Noah, go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate, and one pair of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the floodwaters came on the earth. Okay. That is a lot. That is a lot. And this, um, I always feel like this, well, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. But this area of scripture asks so many, or opens up so many unanswered questions, right? And we talked about that a little bit yesterday and even the day before about how some things we just aren't going to know and that's okay. You know, Rosemary probably is asking, where do the mosquitoes come from? (laughs) Where do they land in this? Clean or unclean? Clean or unclean? (laughs) 
Well, they're not here yet. They're coming next week. Wait. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> so here's the other thing today. too. I was getting all concerned about all these animals coming on the ark. And I was like, okay, wait, what do lions eat? Are you in the food category or the save category if you're a little <laughs> antelope? Which one are you going to be in, right? And then I was talking with Terry about that, and it was like, but later on, and actually it's in Genesis 9-3, that's when God says that, wait a minute, then we can eat the animals, but haven't lions always eaten animals? Been carnivorous from the beginning? Yeah. I don't know. Well, not from the very beginning. Not from the very beginning. Everybody no. was um, vegetarian. Vegetarians yeah. then. Yeah. Right. They were all living in harmony. Yeah. And so this think, was a concern. Go ahead. I think God gave a special dispensation on the ark that that kind of thing would not go on. That you know maybe the maybe the lions and whoever else are uh, are carnivores would not be eating the other animals, satisfied with some grain. Well, they were uh, fruits. I don't. They know. were in stalls, so they weren't running loose all over the boat. Right. Um, so they were segregated to some extent, and then a lot of the study helps that were in some of the insights homework. You know, some of the videos and stuff talked about the fact that these were probably younger animals; they weren't full grown, um, right. because that was a, a little easier logistically to fit them all on the ark if they used young. If they brought, if God brought younger animals in. And also, they wouldn't it, probably not be breeding if they're a, smaller animals. If they're younger. So they're adding on to the amount of animals that could fit. Well, and they talked about the fact, too, that it makes, it's common sense, too, to bring the younger ones because they're going to have a longer reproductive life. Yeah. Um, so they didn't need to be reproducing while they were on the ark, but that year later, they were going to need to start reproducing. So, right. Um, so that all kind of made sense to me. I liked that that reasoning. I I want to just talk about the very first question in our homework because um, I I have never thought about this. Imagine how Noah felt when God told him all he was going to do, and you know what? Over the years, it was always like, oh yeah, you know, God tells them to build the ark. They get on board. They, but this is really the first time I've ever thought deeply about. Noah's heart and like you mentioned Angie he's a preacher so his heart has been to get the people saved and to come back to God and to give up their sin that's what he's been doing with his life and now he finds that his job is done for one thing it's not going to happen you know know, bless you for your trying so hard but it's not going to happen and these people are going to be destroyed. So if he did have other family, which we assume he did, and if he has the love of God in him for people, his heart is so broken. Uh, That's number one. That's the first thing I thought of. And then the next thing I thought of is like, holy cow. It's it's going into an unknown world. It's an unknown world. It's being shut in to this... um, Capsule, time capsule, yeah. kind of, mm-hmm. and set a sea and adrift, and has no idea what's going to be there when the doors opened, and he has only his family. Yeah, and I just imagine, even though knowing God is in control of things, 
when he asks us to do things and do things that are unknown to us and maybe dangerous or whatever, we still are a little afraid of what it's going to be, of what's going to happen. And, you know, taking that step. And I just think there was such, he was filled with grief and maybe some fear for what's going to happen here. I would imagine disappointment too. Don't you think? Because he's like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I have failed. Like I was not able to save any of these people. Mm -hmm. And did he have more than just his three sons? Right. I would think so. Because then he has that too of like, not even my entire family gets to go with me. Like I will, I know that these other people in my family are going to perish. I wondered about that because for the very fact that, um, as we talked about earlier, Ham's not righteous. He sins. Pretty pretty soon after getting off, he is a big sin. So he wasn't righteous. And so he got to be saved. So if he was saved and there were other children, would I mean, why wouldn't they be saved unless they were like that much worse? I don't know. That's just something that I, I read and I'm like, hmm. hmm. Well, only God knows the heart. Like I said, we're not We're not always judged. We can't always judge by behavior or actions. God looks at the heart. Um, So we know that there are certainly sinful behaviors and actions. Um, But remember, it's faith. We're saved through faith. Um, So I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, it is a good question. Yeah. Lots and lots of unanswerable questions here. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. And we haven't even gotten to the dinosaurs yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I know I'm talking a lot today, and I'm sorry about that. But no, we love it. I'm going to keep on. Keep <laughs> I made a possible Mrs. Noah's packing list. Ah, <laughs> oh, my. Look at All you. Right. <laughs> All right. Let me just put in a side note here. I have benefited from one of Terry's packing lists. And they are fantastic. Well, okay, I'll, I'm going to give that kudos to my husband because he's the one that made that packing list for you. From, but we have made it together over the years from years and years of camping. But one that, tell me if you guys think this is right because I don't know. At the top of Mrs. Noah's packing list, I have water. Drinking oh. water, water for hygiene, water for the animals, they're surrounded by water. I mean, it, to me, it's like, isn't this ironic? All this water, and that's the biggest thing right now, but they have to bring water on the ark in order to survive. That makes sense. Did I, did I miss something? Does it say they have to bring water? No, but they have to pack everything they need to stay alive. Yeah, be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. But that's only food. Well, they, you have to have water have to, to have survive. Water. Yeah. And then the instructions to build the ark. The, wall, oh, the, the, the door is not open until the they land. The not open. Yeah. So they're no, they do have that. They have that open 18 inches or so uh-huh. around the whole top of the ark. The water they're floating in is going to be ugh, gross. Dead animals, dead people. That's not going to be drinkable water and probably brackish. So the I only always, good water would be the rain. Yeah. But I don't, which... I assumed they would have like rain buckets or like, like rain barrels. Yeah. yeah. 
That's so interesting, Terry. Right. Whose job is it to go out and get those rain barrels coming? <laughs> See, they could have. God shut that door behind they us, couldn't. and nobody's going out of that ark right now. It's sealed. Yeah. yeah, I just imagine that it would like flow down from their fresh air gaps, and that okay. that's what they would process. Because if if it's forty days, I don't know. Well, that's what there, was, was, there was a rains, window. They were a on there for a long time. There was a, few a window. Months. In the, around the top, Angie, is that the, the window you're talking says, about? 18 af- inches? After another 40 days, Noah, in chapter 8, Noah opened the window. So I don't know, okay. was that window part of that 18-inch gap or, you know? Oh. Terry, that's a really great point that I never would have thought of. Yeah. Pack the water. I always just thought, pack the food. Oh, this is interesting. It says, and Noah opened the window he had made in the boat. Huh. So an so afterthought. He could remodel. have opened the window and filled the rain barrels and then shut the window. I don't know. It's such a mm-hmm. heavy deluge. It wasn't just a, mm-hmm. a rain. Just a drizzle. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. even a heavy rain. It was a torrential yeah. deluge. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Interesting. But yeah. I, I thought of some other things they had to bring. All of their food prep items. They were coming onto a world that they had nothing. Yeah. No store yep. to go buy their stuff at. Mm-hmm. And they had to have all their tools yeah. for what they were going to do. Soap, any kind of medication, fabric for clothes and for tent making. That they were tent dwellers. And it talks later when Ham sees his father in his tent. So they didn't stay living on the ark. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, they had a mansion. Why didn't they just stay on the mansion? But anyways, all Ew. the food, lamps, <laughs> oils. Have you never tried to get animal pee out of a floor <laughs> of a wood floor? Come on now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're not staying there. <laughs> I would have been so up by that fresh yeah. air roof, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. So then and also don't forget they brought uh some grapevine roots and yeah. uh and uh, probably a hookah. A hookah. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they would have needed everything to yeah. start a civilization again. Yeah. And they didn't have refrigeration. So they bringing the plants, bringing things in, maybe dried. Yeah. They could have dried stuff. Yeah. I well, don't I mean figured. this. Go ahead, Terry. I was just thinking of, you know, um, dried chickpeas or whatever and oil. They could make hummus and they could make, um, what's that stuff? With herb, parsley and mint and tabbouleh, uh, tabbouleh, you know, some unleavened bread. So they need a little fire pot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My mind, I woke up at four o'clock, <laughs> day before yesterday, and I'm getting like, packed what to get on the you have to pack. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm stressed out if we're going on vacation that I'm going to forget something. And we live in a civilized world, and I don't vacation places that are not in civilized in civilization. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if I can't get to a store in a thirty minute drive, I'm not going there. So <laughs> yeah. like it's not even that big a deal. Forget about just completely starting over again. My yeah. goodness, uh, yeah, what an extra level of stress. Oh my gosh, that makes me I'm stressed out right now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw a T-shirt that said I tried camping. I dropped my phone one time and looked up and saw a tree. 
<laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> I, but a whole part, there is a lot to pack. There's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Noah was faithful. I, I kind of going back a little bit to what you were saying, Suzanne, it was like, when we engage in, in what we consider to be God's work, we do what we think is before us. We pack, we faithfully put in everything we're supposed to put in. And, and then the result can feel terrible. In other words, I'm sure it was great to be on that ark. And at the same time, it was heartbreaking to be on that ark. Mm-hmm. And the thought, like you were saying, that Noah had felt he had failed. It's like, I think there's times we see we've done our best. We do what we think is right. And then it doesn't turn out the way we're expecting it, right? But we haven't failed. God has another plan, and we just may not be able to see it. If we're faithful, faithfully executing what God has given us to do, there's no failure in that. It's that, look, there's another plan, but I don't know it, right? Mm -hmm. And in that faithfulness, um, I think good things are built, you know? Um, Go ahead. So no, go ahead. That's fine. No, I was thinking ahead a little bit about, um, you know, how you said Noah would be heartbroken. And we talked about oh. that a little bit. Do you think when the rain started coming um, and God shut the door and the rains really started coming, I just had envisioned the people like, oh, no, literally, we've missed the boat. Right. And like, mm-hmm. I just p- picked picture them banging on the outside of the ark like i i'm I'm changed i'm sorry you're right you were right all along let me in let me in and just thinking to hear the people's cries would be so hard so hard right and that's interesting i think god sealed the ark so that right so that noah didn't have the option of opening it again yes it was under god's control it was not noah's i agree because I could see Noah trying to help people. Maybe he was merciful on Noah and let the animals make a lot of noise yeah. so that it would drown all that out. Possible. And a lot of the noise, they were underwater. You know, there might have been people, though, trying to get to the top. I could see that. But, yeah. Well, um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I love how the animals come to Noah. Yeah. He doesn't have to go out and get them and pick. Okay, uh, you two, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, all right, never mind you, you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. God come to him. Yeah. God gives the animals the instinct or whatever to come to the ark. Mm-hmm. Right. God, the ones that God chose. Mm-hmm. I love that. Maybe we thought much about that before, but I did love that. Yeah. Maybe when him. he was calling them, he was like, you two. You're a good pair, right? Because we know that they're meant to repopulate the earth. So obviously mm-hmm. they would be good and healthy. But do you think he was like, don't eat your neighbor when you get on the boat? <laughs> don't eat your neighbor. We're back at that again. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Roommates are friends, not food. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, my goodness. There, listen, we we're kind of we're joking about some of this stuff but it's it's true and it's serious um and if you want to do a deep dive into something check out the flood because there is 
a lot out there and there are, and it's some of it's real divisive, right? There are some real divisive things um, that people bring out of the flood and the ark and the animals and the everything else. Um, so if that's you, if you're one of those who's like, I want to know, and I want to know all the answers and I want to know the whys and the who's and the when's and the where's and the how's just remember, this is not salvation stuff. Like this is except for that it's a type of it that you can right. see God's salvation for mankind. Yeah. And God's yes. salvation for mankind through Jesus later. Yes, this is a physical salvation. Um, but like your personal salvation right now right. does not depend on knowing all of this. Right. So yeah. just remember I that. Else, but I also like the part where God's calling the animals in. He called Noah. And he calls us mm-hmm. to come into salvation and to come into his plan. Mm-hmm. And we can respond however we choose. Mm-hmm. But And he beautifully says here um, that everything on earth will perish, but I will establish my covenant with you and you will enter the ark. Um, and he says, like, I, this is my covenant with you. I'm with you. I, you have my word. I am with you. Mm. And it still holds true today. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. So, yeah. Okay. On that somewhat heavy note, Angie, do you want to close this out? I would love to. Okay. Father, we are so thankful that you are a God who saves that you offer salvation to everyone. All those people that didn't get in the ark, they had the chance to know you. They chose not to come to you. But I believe that just like you called Noah and you called the animals into the ark, I'm sure you were willing for others to come if they would just look to you and repent of their sins and be saved. Father, I thank you that you have offered all of us that opportunity to be saved. I love what Suzanne just said, too, about the fact that you you offered a covenant to Noah, and you offer that same covenant to us today, that we can be with you, that you will be with us, that you are trustworthy, and we can trust you and depend on you, that we're in all of this life together with you if we'll just come. Um, So, Father, I thank you for that. And I pray, Lord, that if there's anybody that's listening today who doesn't know you, who hasn't come to you, that their hearts will be soft to you and that these words will penetrate their spirit today. And they'll say, you know what? I want that covenant with God. I want to know that he's in this with me, in this life with me, and that he wants to offer me salvation, a way of escape from... um, from being outside of of eternity to not being to share eternity with him. Father, I pray that you will enlighten their eyes and that they'll see Jesus, that Jesus is the door, he is the way, and he wants to make a covenant relationship with them, just like you made that covenant relationship with Noah. So, Father, thank you for this word. Thank you, Father, for the way that you have made for us, for your son, Jesus. And we just praise you in his holy name. Amen. 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 Amen.